0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66 for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, Make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info Ooh, about the, the studio, studio Cocky as balls, well and as welcome the to the from from studio of 66. Cocky presented Top by, by I Tennessee am Legend forever to d game talk, Brian Moe, and joining me as always is all vol Tyler McDaniel. T
1: Mac, what is going on, man? Oh, not a lot. It is. I feel like it's been a long week already, it's just Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I I I kinda feel that, um sitting here, uh in my rocking chair. Um the back's not feeling all that well today. Uh feel like I've I've loaded up a, a whole bunch of wood and mm. moved it from one place to another. Oh yeah. I actually did do that mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, Might be accounting as to why. But do have some good feels coming in off of this weekend, at least for me anyway. South Carolina was able to clear their third hurdle of four on their way to bowl eligibility for this season after a very, very tumultuous season, as it were, with up to this point uh, in the season only having wins over Furman and Mississippi State. And then being able to win the last three, of course, against Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, and then most recently getting the win over Kentucky. While that was a very good and close game, we're going to start off, and we'll talk about that one here in just a few minutes. But let's talk about the, the West since we previewed the West first. Let's review the West uh, after their series of cupcake games that, that they wound up getting so late in the season. And we'll start off with one of the biggest differences in score in this one and that being the Alabama Chattanooga game. Alabama pay- pays Chattanooga some six hundred, mm-hmm. six hundred and fifty thousand dollars to come in and you these are the reasons that these programs pay these teams so much money, is so they can come in and basically have a scrimmage match against someone other than their own defense or other than their own scout or, you know, practice teams. Mm-hmm. Um and then find out that they <laughs> at the end of the day put up 66 points, 66-10 final score in this one. And and this is the reason why there was no line on that game or anything else for any reason um is because I mean it should have been this outcome.
1: However the Mox scored more than Vegas thought they would.
0: Very much so. Very much so. So kudos to the Chattanooga Mox in this one. Now elsewhere in the state of Alabama, namely on the plains of Jordan Hare, Auburn did not fare so well. New Mexico State, who got paid 1.3 or 1.7 million dollars to come in and be a late season cupcake for Auburn in their preparation for the Iron Bowl. Comes in and absolutely gobsmacks Auburn from one end of the field to the other with a final score of 31-10. to In this game, New Mexico State had more rushing yards than Auburn had total yards for the entirety of the game. I think it's funny. (laughs) Of course, all the... uh, 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 every single tide fan is is laughing their their hind ends off at this today or not even today since saturday
1: well just it, it also plays to our somewhat sec arrogance that we occasionally can have that we're going to pay this team who is a are they even fbs
0: Yes, New Mexico State recently uh, became FBS, oh, okay. and at the beginning of the season, uh, before the current coaching staff came in, they were ranked number one thirty-three of one hundred and thirty-three. The like last, they were they were, like they were dead last. You
1: lost to the last place. Yes. FBS team. Yes. Who you paid over a million dollars to come play? Yes. Yeah.
0: And then right now, if they were to go ahead and fire him, would have to pay out. Oh, Over six million dollars to Hugh Freeze.
1: I don't think they fire him after one year. I don't think so
0: either, but I mean I think his seat just swarmed up. Somebody has to has to account for this. I mean, somewhere, somebody, you know, somebody's gonna have to pay for this and in the eyes of that fan base, in the eyes of that, you know, that booster department. Well, I mean, that I get it club.
1: Somebody'll have to pay for our last three games.
0: That's true. It's, I mean, it may be defensive coordinator. It may maybe be... Maybe OC. Yeah, it's somebody... Somebody has gonna, to pay yeah. for...
1: You know, I'm I'm not somebody who is ready to fire someone after some bad games. I think that's insane. But I have realized that someone has to pay if you start up here and you start to go down some. Yeah. As you get later in the season, you've got to... Somebody doesn't have to pay. so Unfortunately. Hugh might need a better OC, might need a better DC. I don't know what Hugh's going to need.
0: Needless to say, the, the current staff that is there is not going to be the same staff that we're no. going to start the 2024 season with. No. Not after a loss like this. No. There's no way.
1: Especially with them barely scraping by ball eligibility.
0: Now... Two teams that were very, very close and then just pulled away was Georgia State with LSU and Florida International with Arkansas. Florida International was up 13-7 to in the first quarter over Arkansas, much as Georgia State was only down by 7 going into the second quarter. And then made up that seven, and it was tied 14-14. And then, well, Jaden Daniels does what Jaden Daniels does and wound up going off with eight total touchdowns and over 500 yards once again. And Final he, score in my, that one, 56 he's my 14.
1: favorite, Hammer Penix Jr.
0: Well, Jordan Travis is out of the race, unfortunately, for Florida State. If you didn't see it, and if you get squeamish with those type of things, I would not suggest looking up that injury. No. That one was a gnarly one. That uh that sucks at, for him. Ooh. That one was worse than uh the the Hendon one, but I wouldn't say as bad as uh Nick Chubb. Uh, That's on the same lines as Nick Chubb earlier. Oof in the season, like during that first couple of weeks. LSU ultimately fifty six to fourteen. And once again, Jaden Daniels, like you said, continues to make his case for being in the heisman front running in this one 25 of 30 only missing five passes for a total of 413 yards and six touchdowns thrown in that game and then on top of it he's like you want some more icing on that cake two more on the ground 10 carries for 96 yards It's insane. He spread it around to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers for that total of 413 yards. It's insane. But because of the losses that they've had on the season, you're not going to wind up seeing anything in terms of them being in the playoffs. They're just not going to be able to get to that point. They're too far away now. But Jane Daniels can rest comfortably in the fact that his name is going to be prominently high up in the rankings for winning that coveted Heisman Trophy. Uh, and then, of course, Arkansas does go on to beat Florida International 44-20 to 20 on that final one. Uh, Arkansas, in the second quarter alone, accounted for 24 points, basically going ahead and saying, yeah, we're not going to end this way, especially since we've got Mizzou coming up next week. We definitely needed to to try to get something taken care of in this one.
1: <clears throat> well, and the the Arkansas's AD, from the way he's talking, is there's no plans to fire this coach this season. So. Pittman's
0: not going anywhere, but other positions. Yeah, like you said, somebody's got to pay for this. Someone season. will pay. Someone is going to have to pay. I'm. I, once we get to the Carolina game, somebody is going to, you know albeit the defense has made an adjustment and South Carolina has been a good defense over the course of the last three games, that's only going to be a small sample size compared to what they were for the entire first part of the season going into the second part of the mm. season. And and I'm not so sure that, that Clayton White is going to continue on as defensive coordinator at South Carolina. That may be a possibility, or there may be a possibility, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Continuing on with the West slate of cupcakes, uh, Abilene Christian comes into Kyle Field and College Station, A&M able to take care of business despite not having Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino not taking over as head coaching duties. Um, You actually had a different assistant head coach step up or assistant coach step up into that lead role, uh, leading the Aggies to a thirty-eight to ten win, and it should have been a win over yeah. Abilene Christian. Beyond that, uh, Southern Miss, Mississippi State. There's actually uh, a funny correlation in this game. There are family members that play. Uh, I couldn't remember if it was brothers or cousins, whatever the case may have been. Um, but there were family members on either sides of this ball game. So there was a fun little in-house rivalry, I guess you could say, while this was going on. But 41-20, to final score in that one. Mississippi State, one win, just like South Carolina, away from eligibility. And they have to take on in-state rival Ole Miss this next week. Louisiana Monroe comes in to Ole Miss. That one actually seemed like it was going to be a bit of a snooze fest. And we went into the half with that score being Ole Miss 7, Louisiana Monroe 3. Ole Miss comes out in the third quarter and just goes ahead and says, all right, we're going to go ahead and take care of this one. Final score in that one, 35-3. That takes care of the West slate. Now we move over to the East where the actual (laughs) games happened Mm -hmm. this week with the exception of that – New Mexico State-Auburn one. But, I mean, honestly, you couldn't even call that one a game because New Mexico State just completely mm-hmm. mollywopped, if you will, Auburn. Florida-Mizzou. I know we were both high on Florida. We were both hoping that Florida was going to be able to take care of business. And for a while, it looked like that yep. was going to be the case. The the machine, Harrison Mevis, the, the mechanical leg, and... One of the larger kickers in the league. Um, so if he's if he ever gets faced, if he makes it to the NFL and ever gets faced with having to try to track down somebody off of a kick return or mm. anything like that, if they're not running right at him, that, that kicking team might be in trouble. Um, but dude definitely has a leg and has proven that he can seal a game with no problem, get those walk-off uh, field goals. Um, that the nerves, even despite getting uh, iced, because Billy Napier called the the timeout right there, I mean, as it always happens, trying to let the nerves get the better of the kicker. um, Dude has ice in his veins. Um, He's the the Matt Ryan, the Matty Ice Mm. of of collegiate kickers right now, especially whenever it comes down to those do-or-die situations late in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, Mizzou... Pulls another one out. Old Drinkowitz is able to pull off another victory. 33-31 is the final in this one. Florida once again finding themselves, much like uh, Mississippi State and South Carolina, needing one more win to be able to get to bowl eligibility in this season. Man.
1: Pretty much they'd have to beat Florida State next week.
0: Yeah, and they've got Florida State next week, who is without their potential Heisman candidate quarterback. Now, their backup quarterback was able to come in and take care of business. However, they are traveling to the Swamp, and this is one that does have playoff implications on the line. If Florida State does win, then yes, 100% they are going to be in the... Well, let me rephrase that. They win. That still doesn't guarantee them the spot in the playoffs because we still have championship weekend in all the divisions. Mm -hmm. So beyond that... I mean, they're as it stands now, they're more than likely going to be playing Louisville in the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see how all of that plays out. But Mevis, with time still left on the clock, running off the field after hitting that field goal, doing the Gator Chomp, I was sitting there, I was like, I had the same feeling that I had whenever South Carolina played Florida. And we should have beaten Florida earlier this season. We did have them beat but for whatever reason they were able to come back and get that victory. Whenever I saw people in the student section going ahead and doing the chomp chomp, I was like, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. Florida come back and beat us. Mavis running off the field as a player doing the chomp and and Part I, of I you really oh, wants it to I, at that point in time, I was like, "All right, Florida. Please score. Do it. You need to do it right now." Um, But they couldn't take care of business. My thoughts is that hopefully, because a lot of the the Mizzou offense this year is going to wind up getting drafted, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they have the same type of talent behind them. This is just talent that has developed over the course of the time that they have been in Mizzou and have been able to build up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think they're going to be starting from scratch this next year in that case, but I don't think that this next year you're going to see the same Mizzou that you saw this year. I don't think so either. So, especially with the shakeup in the conference or the v- divisionless conferences that we are moving towards, whenever it's basically going to be the top two teams in the division <laughs> or in the conference are going to play against each other, which really more than likely isn't going to be that big of a difference for the SEC in any capacity. One of the other Eastern slate of games that happened, and there were only two others, and that, of course, are going to be our games. I mean, because you were at this one. You did all the the pregame festivities, tailgating.
1: I had to get up early and go to men's warehouse to get fitted for a a wedding I'm in. And uh, so I was already in a bit of a rushed mood because I was supposed to meet my brother at a certain time and the way men's warehouse was was running I was not going to make that time actually ended up being like half an hour late meeting him and and it actually like the whole interaction uh, a few weeks ago I told you then the rest of the management team that I was in this new place in life where I don't, and this might make me sound like an asshole if you don't know who I am. uh, I don't care about side quests anymore in conversation (laughs) or like, Right.
0: Get to it. Like, I don't
1: care. There was this really sweet older guy that was working with me and I knew pretty early on in the fitting That this was not going to go my way. A, because I brought two different measurements that I had already been measured this year. Once from Trinkets and Treasures in Morristown, where I'm from. And once my measurements I took down from the recent show I was in. I was like, A, the Trinkets and Treasures measurements was three days ago. I haven't gained or lost in three days enough to change the sizes. And the other one is a month ago where I had to be measured for costuming. So I was like here's the sizes here's my size oh no we're gonna have to it's like no you don't have to you don't have to size me i have now given you proof two proofs that two different people measured me and they are the same right we don't need to go through the whole measurement thing well we will have to here and i went oh my god no you really don't like you could just look at those and go oh they're both correct and different people did it so i'll just go grab these sizes So, no, we had to go through the whole measurement thing, and there would be times where it would be different and it would be smaller. And he'd be like, Actually, this one says for it. Nope, nope, nope. I don't feel like choking. You guys always go small. You take the under in measurements. These two people had it measured perfectly. Do not give me a a 48.5. Give me the freaking 50, because they gave me the 50, and it was comfortable. Right. Don't give me the under. Yeah. I know my sizes. And I was like, and we're just wasting time at this point. So I wasn't like a, a jerk. Like a, a I was right. just, I really wouldn't. And, you know, while he's doing the whole thing, he's like, oh, I so say you're from Morristown. I lived in Morristown for a, vi- I don't care. I ran, managed this factory. I don't care. That's what I wanted to say. I don't care. Right. I've got somewhere to be, sir. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I brought you the measurements to save time to make your job easier. And we still have to go through this entire song and dance. And it's past time. Then, I want you to try these things on. Oh, God. I was like, no, I should just be... So, needless to say, what should have taken a few minutes took about 35 or 40. Right. And I was like, I'd have left earlier. If I knew. Right. Like, for all... Intents and purposes, this should have just been like, here's my sizes, they've been recently measured, okay, I'll put them in, here's how much it is. It'll be here on this day. Right. Sweet. But nope, they have to do it their way. And I was just already in a mood.
0: And then, then of course, while they're sitting there measuring, they're writing down the exact same thing that's on the paper.
1: Pretty much, yep. Except for once or twice where I said, no, don't take the under... I know yours might say forty-eight and a half, but please write down 50. Right. For two reasons. One, they did. And two, I know I will be uncomfortable if you take the under.
0: Yeah. So Especially please, around the neck.
1: Please. Just write down what they've written down.
0: As as someone who, who does not care for anything tight-fitting around my neck mm-hmm. in any capacity.
1: I was like, come on, man. Like, just
0: listen. I'm not an listen idiot. I know me. you
1: work here. but i'm not an idiot so we were just a little behind but we ended up having a great day i mean uh it was the siblings all together we had fun we tailgated for hours uh since my older brother works for cherokee distributing we're always at in circle park at their big tailgate so all this free food and stuff and that's always fun got to see my best friend he was in town logan uh him and his wife uh came up she's a a bulldog because she was born and raised there they got to come down uh i saw my best friend logan roach who since we were kids has been a bama fan in checkerboard overalls Uh. with a tennessee shirt on a a Uh. dolly tennessee and i went i don't even own those (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I took a picture with him. When we saw him at halftime, I was like, this picture will never... I will always have proof now that Roll Tide Logan Roach is in orange and white checkered overalls. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Well, but, since
0: since you're putting that out there, I am going to have to go ahead and come clean with this. That there there may or may not exist photos... Uh, Of me one Christmas morning and my parents had me in a Clemson shirt. Mm. Uh, And then there was one point in time to where I had... Remember in the 90s, the the Bugs and Taz shirts? Well, you had multiple characters, multiple franchises decided they were going to start doing their best pairs on shirts and stuff like that. And then they got into collegiate branding and licensing and stuff like that. There's a photo that exists of me standing in front of one of the photo sets um, from the stampede. Mm. Um, my sister, Mallory, who is still to this day a diehard Bulldog fan, uh, you could only see from like the bridge of her nose up behind this stand. Um, I am wearing a Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble decked out in Georgia gear shirt. Wow. So yes, at different times people have tried to influence me mm-hmm. by either gifting me or here this is what you are going to wear sort of scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um alas though, I still No, oh, yeah.
1: Forever to the You can force trying to force it all you want. I'm a game but as for the day, like a bunch of former Vols were there including Kamara and Peyton Manning, and, like, I watched Peyton Manning escort Dolly Parton down a walkway in Neyland Stadium whilst other former Vols are there, and Kelsey Ballerini is at the game, and all these people are, like, former Vols and all that. The only thing that was missing is the spirit of Pat Summit just floating down and saying, like, I'm here for the day, too right this is pretty awesome i'd like, say so and, I was and like, this is pretty cool like i don't even give a, a shit about the game now like i was right. like all these balls are here and i'm just like right okay cool this is cool the like, just the experience i was like the, awesome the one awesome. thing
0: that was that was funny to me and and caught me of course off guard Um, was as Peyton was escorting Dolly out to the platform where she was to perform Mm. and the camera angle on TV the only thing you saw was like waist up on both of them and they're walking arm in arm and she's her the top of her head or the top of her hair is matching up with the top of Peyton's five head Mm -hmm. and I'm like wait what? And then you see a different shot, and you see the, the, the platform, because I'm yeah. like, okay, I understand that she may be on something, but yeah. they're walking a long time, yeah, a perceived long period of time, and then it's like, oh, you see the other shot, and it's like, okay, makes perfect sense now, but yeah, um, Dolly Parton walking next to Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and them being at the same height, just... No. for a second it's funny perception me out. yeah
1: but uh it was a fun day like we stayed through i mean pretty much most the entire game um we did quite possibly almost we we did possibly and I say possibly uh kind of sarcastically almost have a, a fight break out because I've I've talked about the people behind us
0: a couple of times a couple yeah. of times
1: they were just being unruly and one was purposely like putting his knees into my older brother's back and you know you want to know the the thing that I have not said about one of these two guys behind us is their McDaniel tickets one of them is our cousin is our great uncle's son mm. and he's just a piece of work um, just a nightmare of a human being And uh, and he's like much older. I mean, like he's in his late forties, fifties. Should have some sense. Should have some sense, but he's acting just a fool. And the guy beside him is the the Xbox coach that I talk about, who has a comment to say about every single play. I'm not talking about just when we're on offense. I'm not talking about just when we're on defense. I'm not talking about just third and. Two plays, every single play, whether it's a good play or it's a bad play, he found something wrong with the play. We could have scored and on a play. There was
0: something wrong with it.
1: And there was something, someone was off, or, or, and then he'd call out the coaches by name, and we're just, we're trying our best, we're being good, we're looking straight ahead, we're ignoring. We went into the game saying, well, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to, we're here. We're having fun. It's been a fun day. We're going to look straight ahead and we're going to ignore. But once I feel like they realized that, which is why our cousin started acting the way he did and like purposely like scooting up and putting his knee. So I saw a very angry older brother and finally confront him. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. One of us is gonna have to swing our fist at some point uh because someone's being a jerk but he just went off on him and that i guess scared him enough to where he was like okay i'll stop being a jerk and he he scooted back to where well, to where basically it's like you know like you kind of can look at him and be like sit on your number dude like you're purposely going out of your way to right to do this like i can look at the way you're seating and you're purposely doing this like And just so aside from like the the outcome of the game, that was really the only bad thing. But fortunately, around mid third quarter, when some people started leaving, some other seats opened up near our other season tickets to where the other siblings were. And so we were just like, you know what, let's just go. Then you were able they to They were get waving like at us, going like we've got together. some we've got extra seats and I was like, Oh thank God. So we went down there. It was much more fun. Like you know, even the with the outcome of the game, which we all knew was going to happen, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter the big thing to do at Neyland is they you the whole audience sings Friends in Low Places. And it was fun. You know, yeah. even you had even Georgia fans, you know, rocking out to Friends in Low Places, people with arms I was like it was weird. It was like this this thing was happening for, for they South
0: were for South Carolina, sorry to interrupt, for South Carolina it's uh uh Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. Hootie and the blowfish yeah. love you best that I can.
1: Yeah. But what was weird is like even though they were beating us and even though like I've said what I've said about Georgia fans, like I don't think an adult should be barking in a kid's face. Right. right. You know, bark bark at someone your own age. Um You had Georgia and Tennessee fans in the fourth quarter with arms over each other, just rocking to "Friends in Low Places." Right. I was like, "This is weird, and a rarity." Like, right. It's almost like a lot of people showed up at the game that Saturday, going, "I don't even care about the outcome. Like, let's just let's just have fun. Let's just have fun." Freaking Dolly Parton's gonna be here, and like, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Like, I wasn't like. I mean, it was crazy that we scored in the first play with like a few seconds. It was crazy that.
0: Oh, and that I'm sure got the stadium just oh, the completely crazy. rocking at the, that the point. The stadium was
1: crazy, and uh, Logan, who has been to so many games, like he said, like it truly is like he's been to so many games in other stadiums, right? Like a and. Uh, He said it truly is, like, the most electrifying environment I've ever been in was in those first. He's like, it's crazy. It was like, you know. Here
0: you are against potential three-peating national champions. First play of the game from scrimmage after the kickoff, and Jalen Wright breaks off a 75-yard house call. (laughs) It was insane. I mean, how could you not just freak out?
1: It was just crazy. It was it was a great environment. I mean, there really wasn't a lot of volatile stuff going on, oddly. Uh, and before you know it, it was the fourth quarter. Everybody was singing Friends in Low Places yeah. together.
0: Do you think it was a situation because there wasn't really anything on the line for yeah. Tennessee at that point?
1: Yeah. I think it was just kind of like, that's oh, just another Saturday for both teams. Like, nothing was – I mean, yeah, if we'd have beaten them miraculously – I still don't think they'd have dropped out of the top four right? if we beat them. You know, it's not like we're switching places if we win. So I think it was just like on both sides. We were just like, it's Tennessee, Georgia. We're kneeling. Freaking Dolly Parton's here. Right. Let's just have fun today. I don't know. It was weird. It was really weird. We didn't really get a lot of, like, barky bulldogs or mean, you know, just being smart asses. It was just... It was weird.
0: You didn't have to deal with the same type of stuff that you guys had to deal with with the old Miss. Like it
1: wasn't... Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It was weird. But it was a fun day. It was a fun day. Heck yeah.
0: Well, ultimately, and not to, to bring up painful memories, just as we are covering everything, um, Tennessee does ultimately fall mm-hmm. 38 to 10. Uh to the two-time defending uh, national champions at this point. And as it stands, they have Georgia Tech remaining, um, and then it's off to face Alabama and Atlanta for the SEC championship. Tennessee uh, will be staying home, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for Final Vanderbilt, the year. Vanderbilt coming into town uh, to take on the Volunteers. Um, Tennessee... Uh, already bowl eligible just looking for another win to see what kind of destination hopefully a Florida destination Mm -hmm. in the future for the volunteers and that will more than likely be the case Um, Jalen Wright uh, rather pedestrian nine carries for 90 yards 75 of those yards like we said coming off of the first play from scrimmage in the game Um, Carson Beck I mean on the other side of the ball um, someone who who doesn't seem to be as recognized or talked about, even though he seems to be doing some really good stuff week after week, um, especially leading a team that is is constantly having to stave off everybody's best shot because they are two-time defending national champs. Um, on the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee, uh, several things seem to be much of the same. The tackles for loss did drop off, but whenever you're facing one of the f- best offensive fronts in the country, um, mm-hmm. it it it's almost like Dallas's offensive line. I mean, if you want to make a comparison, mm-hmm. uh, I, it doesn't seem like who who you put behind the line in Dallas, they seem to have some some bit of success. Um, so yeah. Uh, And then, of course, not much in the kicking game whenever it comes to this because, well, it was what it was. Mm. But, yeah, uh, Tennessee with one game left, much like everybody else, um, still looking for a great bowl destination at this point and will likely uh, wind up with, like we said, a Florida destination. Uh, Finally, Kentucky, South Carolina. Game started off fantastic. South Carolina is able to drive down on their first possession, score the touchdown uh, to Xavier Leggett, drive stalls out on a uh, later drive there in the first, was able to get the field goal, and then nothing going in the second whatsoever. Kentucky scores a touchdown. Uh, we come out of the half. Kentucky right off the jump, drives down the field, scores another touchdown. We're down 14-10, to and I'm like, this, this can't go down this way, uh, but we get finally into the fourth quarter. Uh, South Carolina is able to hit Xavier Leggett for another touchdown after a botched snap and was almost a delay a game on that particular play. Uh, and They're able to get it off. Uh, Spencer Rattler finishes the day with 207 yards and two touchdowns. Xavier Leggett continues to increase his stock for the draft as well as cement his legacy as a top tier South Carolina receiver in history uh adding another 6 catches and 94 yards with both of those touchdowns going to Leggett um there is is something to be said about November play and and I guess that the one thing that South Carolina at this point really needs to figure out is how to handle the first half of games and how to handle the first half of seasons because the second half of games and the second half of seasons for the most part during Shane Beamer's tenure at this point are, are far superior <clears throat> to, to, the, to the previous, to the, to the first half, whether it be the season or the game. Um so we know how to finish as it were but we just need to get the starting under control and hopefully that's something that can be ironed out going into this next season. Um definitely thrilled definitely thrilled mm-hmm. um and it's very very likened to uh early 2000s in South Carolina where a uh, um, five and six South Carolina going against a seven and four or, you know, Clemson with South Carolina's bowl dreams uh, are, are on the line with and, you know, can be achieved with a victory over Clemson. Um, but of course, since Clemson is our end of game or end of season game, it is our in-state rivalry. Um, while they do hold a rather substantial lead in the the series, as it were, um, I I hate it that it's coming down to the fact that we do have to get a win over the rivals whenever that is such a more hard-fought game at the end of the season uh, to be able to get bowl eligibility in this case. And if they don't, if they don't, there's possibly still a uh, a Birmingham bowl bid or, or a dot com bowl bid on the table for the Gamecocks. But we'll see. We'll see. Um in terms of wagers this weekend, uh I still have one that is set for tonight's pro of games or mm-hmm. tonight's pro game. Uh but yeah, did not do as well over this weekend a um, couple of mine just got blown out of the water in terms of some of my selections uh, so yeah didn't fare as well this weekend hopefully I'll have some Monday night miracles in terms of that aspect uh, but sitting well actually in uh, both fantasy leagues going into this one so I, I see that look like you, all the stuff going on keep forgetting about setting Yes. Mirrors. Setting your lineups and
1: all that stuff. Yeah. You would think there's not money involved, right? By the way, I just yeah treat it so cavalier <laughs> when there is actually money involved on both this one and my family league. Like, I got a text from my older brother yesterday evening. He's like, "You didn't set your lineup again." I went. Whoopsie. He was just like, dude, there's money on the line. I was like, yeah, Right. I know, but like I've got life there's happening. So much happening. And I and I also at the same time I am just like you're in the same family that we have so much happening in. Right. So how like, can how can you keep up do you, with How how can you keep up with a li- with a lineup? Uh, it's just it's just difficult these days and it's all like at the f- at my fingertips like all I would have to do is scroll over right. to my second page on my home screen and there they sit beside each other ESPN for work and NFL for fam for family and i'm like i could easily just boom go in take a few minutes switch it up but still every wednesday night thursday morning it just does not register with me
0: it happens
1: yeah Maybe next year it happens and with all I'll the start different setting distractions alarms
0: between work and the <laughs> yeah. extracurriculars and now that the fact that it is holiday season Lord. Um, it's it's even more so speaking of it being holiday season before we wrap this one up, guys, you do have time to be able to go onto the studio sixty six merch site mm-hmm. uh, which is of course accessible from our website, and you can find. All of the different podcasts and all the different merch items that you can purchase with the podcast logos, Mm -hmm. with the podcast art on there. Not only for the Cocky Top podcast, but Between Two Barrels podcast, as well as the 30 and Nerdy podcast. If you haven't been on there, go check out a lot of the uh, 30 and Nerdy originals. Um, some of the ones that are on there, the the Castiel one is one <laughs> of my favorites. <laughs> um, the Castiel Batman is one of my absolute favorite ones. Uh, and I think I'm going to have to make sure and get one of those to be able to put into the wife's stocking <laughs> uh, so she can add it to, to her sticker collection for her different mugs and stuff like that. And I'll probably get one to slap on the back of the laptop too. Uh, as well as go ahead and get some stickers made up for... Um, Between Two Barrels mm-hmm. and Cocky Top podcast, and probably send some of those out in some Christmas cards because I think we're actually going to get Christmas cards done this year and actually get them out. Nice. Uh, sometime, probably the week after Thanksgiving, so that way um, we can become more adults than what we have been recently. Ah, yes. Uh, whenever it comes to those types of things. So, speaking of, and this might be something that could be saved for. Uh, like the the uh patreon or whatever uh for the behind the scenes added content um with all the stuff that you do have going on, your newfound lack of of patience whenever it comes to these things yeah. uh are coinciding.
1: You think they they are coinciding? Well, I'm just yeah. At, yeah. Yeah. Most likely. When things
0: it's like your your brain is constantly like, okay, I've got all these different deadlines like I, I have A,
1: B, and deadlines. C to worry about. If you're going to talk to me about H, go away.
0: Right, we don't need <laughs> to get into that.
1: <laughs> I will happily talk to you about about L, M, N, and O and and even P when I get there. Right. When I get there. And I would say, you know, after after the holidays, it'll be a lot easier once um, a lot of the stuff that's, that's taking um, the family, like keeping the family outside of our own individual jobs so uh, on our toes and busy when that uh, stops and we get back to a more normal uh, or the new normal for our family. <laughs> Um, uh, I'd say my patience will come back a little bit.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's not one of the things that we can loan out to people. No. Otherwise, I'd kind of have an abundance to be yeah. able to loan out to folks. Oh, goodness. Well, guys, this has been a rather shaping week. Um, as we look at it now, or at least with one of the graphics that I've seen, and I might be able to pull this up here real quick. Uh, It is Georgia, Mizzou, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt for the SEC East. And that is pretty much how those are going to shake out for the remainder. And then in the West, it is Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, Texas A&M, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. In what would be the final year of a divisioned, Mm-hmm. Southeastern, Southeastern Conference, of course, next year. We are joined by Texas and Oklahoma, bringing the total to, at that point in time, 16 teams in the SEC and a divisionless SEC, where the format will be. The top two rated teams will play for a conference division championship or a conference championship championship. Um, And then something that I need to find out, something that needs to be looked at, even if that whatever the other team is happens to lose, then they would still be in the best seat to be able to be put into the playoff, and I don't think that's the case, or that should be the case. If you were chosen as the one of two division playoff teams, and if you lose, then you should be eliminated from playoff contention at that point because basically then you're just all you're saying is you're giving your alternate another chance yeah. like whoever loses their uh, divisions championship game gets a uh, an extra shot at the playoffs even though they you know just lost their division championship and I don't think that should be the case whoever would be in third place Should then have the opportunity, I think at least, to then get into the playoff rankings. Whoever the division champ was and then whoever would be in third place in the division. Since number two got eliminated, that's it. They're done. That point, number three, should get the opportunity. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. That guy right there looks like Kirby Smart from a distance. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Folks... It is totally unconfirmed, but Kirby Smart may be in our distillery. I doubt that is the case. <laughs> but this guy has very very similar characteristics. This guy's hair is too nice to one Kirby Smart. And that's why I did you see it Saturday you were asking uh why people were referring to Eli Drinkowitz as Kirby Smart like diet, diet 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 Kirby smart. diet smart. It's the hair. It's the hair. The hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that unconfirmed Kirby Smart in Tennessee Legend Distillery sighting, we were going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Folks, on behalf of all of all Tyler McDaniel, I am forever to the Gamecock Brian Lose, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, Follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.